is up and welcome back to 24 Minutes of A24, the podcast that takes a look at the A24 library 24 minutes at a time. I'm Ethan Simi. And I'm Ashley Hutchins. This week on the pod, we are revealing our true selves as we talk about episodes two through five of The Idol. Uh, Ashley, you're ben, you're not Ben, and I'm sure listeners no. are, are just going crazy right now, don't know what's going on. Um, you, are, you are Ben's partner, and... Um, Give a little background as to why you're on the pod, because I feel like people should know the backstory. Okay, the backstory is that Ben hated the first episode so <laughs> much that he was like, I cannot stomach watching the rest of the show. And I didn't feel as strongly. I didn't think Fair. it was great, but I was like, I'm kind of, I'm curious. I was on the hook to like mm-hmm. see where this was going to go. So I volunteered to see it through, to watch the rest of the series and uh, take his place. Step that's in. So kind of you. I mean, that's yeah. that's a true that's a true partner play, quite honestly. Yeah. Um, and we all knew that Ben hated the first episode. Um, mm-hmm. I think Ben and I were both very very cold on the first episode. Um, so we we have covered episode number one of the Idol here on the show. It was just uh, about four or five weeks ago. You can go check out that episode of the pod if you're interested in our uh, breakdown of the very first episode. We're going to be covering episodes two through five, which is like the rest of the first season here um, on this episode of the show. Um, I'll just read the the tagline for the idol real quick in case you're new to the pod or new to the idol. Um, Jocelyn is desperate to reclaim her rightful title as the greatest and sexiest pop diva in America after a nervous breakdown disrupted her most recent tour after Tedros, a notorious nightclub entrepreneur, reignites her passions Spoiler warning ahead for episodes two through five of The Idol. We're totally going to spoil the the whole first season and get into every single episode, um, just like we did for the first. I got to ask you, Ashley, you said you were hooked after the first episode. Um, what did you think of the first episode? Because you weren't on for that. And, and then generally, like, what did you think of episodes two through five before we get into specifics? Okay, well, my my take on the thing is it's not good. It's not good. It kind of... It feels to me like junk food, you know, where oh, it's a great comparison, like <laughs> the KFC double down. It's just like, wow, egregious, yeah. <laughs> too much, not necessary, but there's still something about it. It's just like, I want to check this out. I'm very interested. <laughs> what yeah. is this about? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, I do think it would have been better as a movie. I think. Oh, this, interesting. OK, I, I think that. Yeah, the story, the setup lends itself better to a movie rather than splitting it up into five episodes or the six that it originally was supposed to have, right? Yeah, so I was going to ask uh, about this. So apparently it was supposed to have six initial episodes. People came out that worked on the show and that were and were like, no, it never was going to have six ever, oh, okay. ever, ever. Um, okay. I, I like I edited, I, I helped produce it, like whatever. Mm-hmm. It's only ever had five, but I'm pretty positive it was supposed to have a six because this ending fucking sucked we'll get into it it was not for me but i like your movie take um yeah. i think that could be interesting mm-hmm. yeah i think it would have been yeah. better that way yeah um so the, the this show features the weekend as tedros uh lily rose depp as jocelyn um Susanna sun is introduced in episode two which i thought was just a wonderful part of this show love her. i would have I would have killed for more Susanna sometime. She is in Red Rocket yeah. uh, of the A24 family. Um, Troy Savon as, as Xander. And then um, Rachel Sennett. We stand for Rachel Sennett on this yeah. pod. Rachel Sennett fan? 
Huge. Yeah. She's the Love best. To see she is yeah. the best. She's great. I wish she had more time in this show, um, but I'm sure, I'm sure we'll get into kind of all of it. So you mentioned it might've been better as a movie and I tend to agree with you. I think five, ep- even five episodes, I think was extremely stretching like the story. I think as I watched like two through five and I watched episode two last night and then I watched three, four and five today. Well, okay. like while I was like, at work, quote unquote, um, mm-hmm. not working, mm-hmm. definitely watching The Idol. Mm-hmm. I am going to be honest with you, wasn't in the greatest mood after I spent three hours of my day while watching The Idol. Um, and like, I guess I think like big picture and I'm trying to justify, I guess I'm just like thinking big picture. I feel like there was some there was something there. Like, I think there was an interesting idea with Tedros and his cult and like trying to use people and pimp Jocelyn out and like get to the top and climb the ladder by being very deceptive and, and devious and, and dirty. Mm-hmm. I think that's interesting. Right. I don't think it was executed well whatsoever. No, not at all. I I think you're absolutely correct. The, the dynamics and the power play and the switching mm-hmm. back and forth, like that is what's interesting. But I'm so curious to see what the show would have been had Sam Levison not ever been involved. Right. Um, and also, like, told for more of, like, I think the original director was a woman. Mm-hmm. And so I think the way that it ended up, I'd be curious to see how that story unfolded at the hands of a woman. Um, I, yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, there's something that's sort of creepy about Sam Levinson and and we've all like read about the rumors of how he is on set and uh, Barbie Ferreira leaving Euphoria. Yeah. And it's yep. just like there's something uh, exploitative or seedy yep. going on underneath the surface there that I think translated into the show. The original director, Amy Simons, I guess, okay. was was supposed to direct the show. It was originally mm-hmm. supposed to be six episodes. Sam Levinson came in in April 20 of 20, 2022. Mm-hmm. Um, basically when, um, I don't know, either HBO or somebody, somebody made a creative decision to switch um, and then cut it from six episodes to five episodes. I did see very interesting, like behind, I don't know if they're like behind the scenes photos or like leaked photos or whatever of like some of the original ideas that were taking place in the original, like, um, mm-hmm. directorial idea of uh, the idol and right. a lot of that was like Jocelyn as a ch- like as a younger self hanging Ooh. out with like her high school friends and okay. like understanding how she became a pop star and I guess I'm leading with this because the biggest problem for me with this show and I think like overall I did not like the show whatsoever I think exceptionally mm-hmm. few things work but my biggest problem with the show is we are supposed to believe that Jocelyn is like the biggest pop star in the universe, like the biggest pop star in the world, right? She is a star and Mm -hmm. she is trying to sell out a global tour with stadiums around the world and having problems and all of these things. Not for a single second. I mean, I guess a single, a few seconds we understand like, Oh yeah. She sang a song at a mall one time. And that's how like Haim discovered her Mm -hmm. outside of that. We have no fucking clue why she is a star, why she is in the music industry and like very base level storytelling. Like, I just don't give a shit because I don't know the background. So why am I supposed to care about Jocelyn? You know what I mean? Like, it just didn't resonate with me. Agreed. 
Yeah, there's no backstory. They do kind of give glimpses into it with her history with Xander. And I assume, yeah. I guess, Leia. Um, I guess. Yeah, we don't really see why she's special. And maybe it's because she's not yet. I There are mm. a couple of moments where she says, like, she wants to be a once in a generation uh, artist. She wants mm-hmm. to be her her music to live on once Songbird of dead. her generation. Stepbrother right. style. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and so maybe she's not there yet. Maybe she was just sort of like these, you know, bubblegum sort of uh, mall, what's that, Lou Pearlman type <laughs> pop yeah. star of her day, just like a dime a dozen. So maybe she's not that special yet. And maybe that's what she was working on yeah. in the series. Yeah, you know, I mean, I think there's when you when you get to the finale and we'll obviously break it down, we're going to break down each episode and kind of go through true cinema. It's it's mm-hmm. not going to take forever, so don't okay. worry. Um, But like, I think when we get to the final episode, there are definitely like morsels of I could see what Sam Levinson was going for in terms of like the music industry is corrupt and it is like this terrible cycle of Hollywood and like. I understand that that commentary and that's been played out hundreds of times on screen. Like, I think my issue is Sam Levinson thinks he's like very novel and this idea of like Hollywood is big and bad and it's a cycle. And I just wanted to prove that point. It's like, I know, dude, I get it. Every single fucking movie or TV show tries to do this. I get it. And like, it's not done well. I think, again, like one another really big criticism that I have Euphoria works because Zendaya takes it to another level. Mm-hmm. It works because she has something special, I think. Right. And, and and we have lots of pieces that make that very special. From a directorial standpoint, even of like director of photography and editing, like when we get to the final episode and Jocelyn is, is walking from backstage onto the stage, 70,000 mm-hmm. people arena. There, there was a great opportunity there to do a really cool, like, one or a really cool one-shot oh, yeah. long take of her walking through the tunnels and, and going mm-hmm. up and being elevated and, like, really immersing ourselves in what that feels like to be Jocelyn in that moment because she strived for that for so long. She has wanted that. Mm-hmm. And we're just getting cut left and right and taken around and outside and, like, from, from the audience point of view, from her point of view, from, like, backstage and it was just so disorienting. And I think the show is genuinely really disorienting at times mm-hmm. when we have very important conversations between characters. Yes. I don't know what time they're happening. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if they're in yes. real time, if it's happened in the past. I don't know. And I'm pretty studious when it comes to watching <laughs> things. Like, I'm not a dummy and I just don't right. get it. So I don't yeah. know. No, I agree. I agree a thousand percent. Like that, I honestly, I watched it twice. I watched all of it on Monday and then I watched some of it again today after, you know, watching the finale. It's like, all right, I got to rewatch a few of these. Scenes. Yes. But yeah, they do jump around a lot. It's inconsistent. It's hard to uh, orient yourself with where they are and where the story is. Yeah, I yeah. totally agree. I just think. Look, it's been said before by others on social media and by us on the pod, and like I'm, I'm sure you you share a similar sentiment of like Sam Levinson is just probably not always cracked up to. Be. He's definitely like problematic. He he is just I just don't think he's a very good filmmaker, honestly. Um, and I think he's just miss after miss. I do think it's fascinating that A24 wanted to be part of this project. I do think that HBO in general thought they had something special. Um. And really edgy. And of course, that is in A24's bones to be like 
let's pick something that's outside of the norm and something really um, maybe disturbing or different or edgy. So I can understand that. Um, and I think it's very interesting. Most of their TV shows and, and all movies open with their logo first. And this one comes at the very, very end. And it's the last logo that you see. So Interesting. I think that's a little fascinating as well. Um, possibly trying to distance themselves from the business decision they made. Um, uh-huh. But look, you can't win them all for a twenty-four. What did What did you think of the weekend's performance as an actor, Ashley? Uh, for me, uh, it was probably the weakest of. <laughs> that's what they should call him. The weakest. The weakest. <laughs> it was. You got a name change. <laughs> it was not great. Was- um, and I that's what's wild is like it it I couldn't figure out if this was like a vehicle to launch him as an actor or to mm-hmm. launch Lily Rose Depp. Mm. And regardless, whatever the agenda or the goal was, <laughs> I think they both failed. Like yeah. the whole time it's just like I he is not Tedros. <laughs> He is that is the weekend and that is yep. Johnny Depp's daughter like the entire time, which is unfortunate. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, yeah, I I totally agree with you. And I I think as even starting in episode two, but like as you progress through the show, you're just like, oh, did they just is, is it felt like to me like it was a really big kind of like like long con of like this is just promo for the weekend's new album. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. We were just getting like new singles in every episode and they were like needle drops for like sex scenes. And I was just like, so this is just about music. Like this is literally just about the weekend making music. I, I will stand up and say like the reason the weekend works in uncut gems is because he is the weekend. That's literally his fucking role. He plays Uh himself. The reason he doesn't work in this is because he's trying to play some really shady, shitty, weird rat tail dude um from hawaii possibly or the midwest apparently according to sam levinson and one of the behind the scenes um things which like i saw that and i was just like ah didn't know that and now that i'm i finished the series i'm glad that you filled me in he's from the midwest so lots of missing information um he honestly is is he's a bad actor he's just not good he the way he says like carte blanche and like (laughs) And and I think it's episode two, and we'll yeah we'll talk about it. Maybe we should start jumping All into right, that. But yeah, like, let's get into it. The way that he's like, "Let me stick my fat tongue on your pussy," is so <laughs> disgusting and weird, so and like, it's just terrible. It's just absolutely terrible. Um, the, the the very last thing that I will say before we jump into true cinema and and do each episode, we've got just like a small handful for each episode. Mm-hmm. I would. As soon as I finished this, I was like, okay, I'm interested in the Chloe character, Susanna's son. I'm interested in Leia. Yes. I'm interested in Xander. Like I'm I'm very I'm Destiny. interested in Destiny. Thank Destiny. you. Yes. Like yes. she rules. She was great. Yeah. I'm I'm interested in Haim and Nikki. And like I'm I'm thoroughly interested in everything going on around the our main characters. Yeah. <laughs> that is not the story. I would much rather watch five episodes of Nikki like trying to run magistrate records and like yes. signing people and having corporate drama and like having drama with Haim and 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 Destiny and all of these people and uh Finkelstein and like that would oh make a, a, the show a billion times better if we were just like <laughs> let's get a music corporate <laughs> industry drama uh with Nikki like 
I think that sounds great to me. Is there so anything good. that you would you would like pluck out of this and pull to make like another show or like a sideshow or something that you would rather be invested in? No, the supporting cast is a thousand percent like the stars of the show. Um, I don't understand why Dan, Dan Levy was in just the first episode. Where did he go? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what was that about? I don't know. Um, I would watch that whole show about Magistrate. I would love a spinoff with Nikki and Isaac with a Z. <laughs> Isaac with a Z? Okay, Nikki with two Ks? <laughs> yeah, I'll watch that all day. Yes. Um, but Destiny was incredible. I loved her. I wanted to know everything about her. Um, yeah. Yeah, all of that. Yeah, I, I heavily agree with you. I wanted, I wanted to get more of the things that like the show was not even about. Um, yeah. I think my one destiny call out is like when her and, and, and Haim are like kind of in the car um, and Haim asks for the gun and like pretends yes. to be, pretends <laughs> to be Jocelyn. And yeah. she opens that scene in that conversation. with like, this bitch is brain dead. And I just <laughs> thought it was so funny. That scene so in particular, good. I love that scene. That one, mo- I was like, this is great. And then yeah. we jumped out of that and it lost everything for me. So, Let's let's start talking. Episode okay. two, titled "Double Fantasy." Um, we get a remix of "World Class Center" with with Tedros. This is like the first time they work together, and yeah. okay. the whole th- idea is like Tedros is like, "That's just one night working with me," and mm-hmm. it's like, I don't even know if it's good. Did you think right. it was good? <laughs> I'm gonna tell you. <clears throat> I think it's the best song of, <laughs> of the world. Like uh, this world, not sure. the world at large, <laughs> the but the world of, of the idol. World Class Dinner is, I think, my favorite song. I listened to it on a walk today and I was like, okay, let's go. I don't know if I like how much I like this. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little off putting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I think the other songs, like they try to like inject too much like Lana Del Rey into it. Yeah. It was just like, <clears throat> I think that's like my issue with the whole thing is like they tried to do like Lana Del Rey meets the weekend or yeah. showgirls meets like it, it, they didn't do it their own thing. They just tried to like borrow from so many other things. And it's just like, it didn't feel right. It didn't, it didn't. Yeah. Yeah. And like for me, yeah, it, it didn't work for me either. I think a highlight musically for me was Chloe. I think like her, uh, yes. my, my family song was really good. And then her crocodile song, um, mm-hmm talking to talking to destiny we'll get into that as well but i thought that was pretty good um the, wor- the worst i think was the weekend covering john lennon so, <laughs> it was so bad so bad so, so bad and i just like it, it was like every time there was a needle drop for like the weekend song Ugh. i was like oh my god this is a just a promo for his music but b like this six seconds I've been listening to his music yeah. is better than this entire episode. Like no, <laughs> like on God, no lie. Like it's just better. Um, we find out that it costs 450 K a day for the music video shoot. Uh, Jocelyn's in tears calling out for her dead mom. She has bloody feet, ends up getting taken home. That entire scene um, is interesting. It's so disjointed and like just really scattered and all over the place. And I, again, like I think, the really harsh editing technique is really detracting from the meaningfulness of, of Joss's emotions and like what she's going through. Um, I didn't know it cost so much per day to rent out a studio and yeah. do a music video. So half that's mil. interesting. Half mil. Cool. Half mil. Yeah. 
I don't know. A lot of money. <laughs> um, Tedros using a shot collar on Isaac. Okay. What did you think? Because this is the first time we see the shot collar. It's... I didn't... <laughs> I didn't know what to... It speechless. Was just, yeah, it was speechless. Like, I remember watching the first episode and Ben being like, I think he's supposed to be a leader of a cult. I was like, are we supposed to know that? And so that was sort mm-hmm. of our first sort of... Uh, experience with that and uh, I didn't see it how like I didn't understand why these people would participate in that because again he doesn't have that quality of like the he didn't seem to have the power or Mm -hmm. that magnetism to like draw people in that way and to like participate in that kind of torture it was bizarre so I'm curious like what what are these people, what are, like, what are, um, you know, like, Isaac and Chloe, what are they getting out of this relationship with Tedros? Because he claims to be connected and, like, claims to, you know, know all of these, all of these people and, like, mm-hmm. all of this kind of stuff. Obviously, he knows, he knows Mike Dean, very famous producer, mm-hmm. a, a, I would assume, based on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like it never materializes, right? So, like, right. what is that power that Tedros has? Because I just don't really see it either. I just, it, no. it strains credulity a little much for me. Mm-hmm. I agree. And Chloe goes into it a little bit with uh, Destiny and talks about how she was kind of mm, living on the street. Right. She was a heroin addict. And so it's like, is there more drugs involved than his fentanyl-free cocaine? Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> how are these Not mine. people... <laughs> How are these people so just like, and yeah. I don't know at his disposal. It, it didn't make sense. I don't, I don't see it. Yeah, I don't either. Um, okay. So like I said, the shot caller, he basically tells Isaac, you're not human. You're a star, which like, again, okay. is just like a really fucking weird thing that he says to people and says to right. Jocelyn and, and other mm-hmm. things. Um, and is like kind of his his cult mantra, but again, like yeah, we don't really know he's in a cult, and it's never specified and it's never talked about. Like lack of information is just glaring in this show. Right. Um. This is the very interesting part of episode two. Basically, a f- like a ten minute fuck fest of like <laughs> Tedros and 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 Jocelyn. Um. Oops. And whatever you think of that, that's fine. And like. If you liked it, you liked it. And if not, like it was very borderline, even for HBO, it's very strange and awkward and like softcore porn. Um, and then, but what I found so fascinating is that we do that for like eight or nine or 10 minutes, it feels like. And then mm-hmm. at the very end of that, we see Isaac fucking Leia for literally three seconds and that's it. And then, yeah. and then it just goes away. And in that three seconds, I was like, that looks way hotter than everything <laughs> I just watched with Tedros and Josh. Oh and I was like, I'm much For more interested real. in that bedroom scene than I am the one I just got. Um, what did For you think? <laughs> Isaac is like the hottest man. Like, it, it, dude, he, he's not a human. He is a star. He is right. <laughs> Tedros is right. <laughs> he is a fucking star. Literally. Yeah. Give me more of that. I don't yeah. like... Yeah, no thank you to Tedros and uh, Jocelyn. No, let's get some more Leia. 
<laughs> yeah. Give She's us more getting... Leia. God, yeah, justice Leia. for Leia. Justice for, like, yeah, sex screen time for Leia, please. Yeah, the Weekend just doesn't have that charisma that Isaac no. does. Or the body. Isaac's not even, like, on screen that much. And it's like, wow, oh. I'd much rather be with this guy than somebody. And, like, I find, I think that Rachel Sennett is far more attractive than Lily Rose Depp. And so, like, from a pure, like, that standpoint, it's far more intriguing to me. Right. Because, like, I just don't. I, you can only see Lily Rose Depp's nipples so many times before you're like, <laughs> I've seen them. Yep, they're there. I got it. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? 100%. I don't know, man. <laughs> um, she And she doesn't wear a normal shirt the entire never, series. Never, ever, ever. And I was like, <laughs> she wakes up almost every day naked. And I was like, <laughs> look, if you, go to, if you go to bed naked, that's great for you. Could never. Just could not. Like, that just is so weird to me. It just doesn't it's, seem realistic. No, it does not track. Um, and then my family, the piano song at the very ending. Okay. This yeah. is my true cinema moment for episode two. Um, I think at the very end of all this, maybe we can just pick one true cinema moment for the entire like season, I think yeah. is the better way to, to cover it. Okay. Um, but Susanna Sun is a great singer and I literally just want to watch a show with her singing. I just, yes. I just, I need that. I think that would be far more interesting. Yes. She has a beautiful voice and I don't know if you watched any of like the, the BTS scenes uh, after the episode. I, I it was hit and miss for yeah. me, but she wrote that crocodile song. Crazy. So it, she's not just a good singer. She's also an incredible songwriter. So it's, it's just like, again, Tedros is right. She is also a fucking star. <laughs> so maybe Tedros does have something like he, he yeah, he, he, know. he can find stars, but then yeah. he just can't do anything yeah. um, with them. Okay. Episode three daybreak. Um, again, we just really open up with quite, quite a, a vibe here. Uh -huh. Tedros going down on Jocelyn while Leia is driving. Yes. Um, I don't look. You know, everybody's sexual life is their own. And like, that's rad. If you can do that, seems incredibly logistically complicated. And I felt so bad for Leia, who was, oh who was just getting shouted out by Tedros, where it's just like, lay off the, off the brakes. You're, you're making the vibe a little bumpy back here. And it's just like, shut the fuck up, dude. She's driving you. It's just so weird. Calm down. I mean, I have a convertible and... <laughs> Granted, it's the opposite of their car. It's, <laughs> it's a 1990 Volkswagen Cabriolet. <laughs> That's not happening in the backseat of that thing. <laughs> Logistically impossible. Impossible. It's just never going to happen. It's just like, I just don't find, like, there's, again, the Sam Levinson angle of things, like their sexual connection, I can under, I guess I can strain to understand, like, okay, it's very appealing for Jocelyn and, like, opens up sure. this dark kind of like you know sinner vibe in herself mm -hmm. but like i just it's just overkill it's just so overkill and i think like that's one of the very big lacking points of the show is that it has no ability to be self-aware of how much uh like nipple we're showing or like how many times <laughs> we need to see tedros doing sexual acts like it's just not appealing to me no not at all. Good. And they do it in public so often. That it's so strange. It's uh, assaulting to everyone around. It's, it's just, it is. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, we, we will talk about it. Uh, I think it's in the, the next episode, but like exceptionally uncomfortable when everybody's watching Jocelyn record and he's like yes. pretty much finger banging her like while yep. it's 
going on and like it's so strange and i was i was uncomfortable i can put up with a lot in tv shows (laughs) i was uncomfortable um okay my question again i asked it at the top of the episode if jocelyn is this popular they pull up to like a louis vuitton store she's got people that are like chanting her name that want pictures she has to like Mm -hmm. work her way through the crowd they're crowding the car if she's this popular why the fuck is she not selling concert tickets that Am I fair. missing something? No. I mean, you're right. Because here's the thing. Even when a, a famous person of that magnitude goes through a public meltdown. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, people want to see the train wreck. So uh, that wasn't a problem for Britney Spears. It wasn't a problem for Kanye West for a long time. Yep. It, it it just, yeah, it doesn't track. That's one of the, yeah, it's a plot hole. Um, there for sure but it also makes me wonder if like we see like the scene where isaac's being shocked there are like these marionette like puppets and so Mm -hmm. it makes me wonder if this is sort of a tactic that tedros is Mm -hmm. uh using if he's called them himself like what he seems to be pulling the strings in a lot of ways here but it's like is this one of them and if it is why didn't they illustrate that yeah, I do remember. I I remember like very briefly hearing like Tedros called the paparazzi by himself. Right, 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 but right. I think there's a lot of those things that warrant and deserve far more attention than like right. the one sentence that we were given because mm-hmm. they are exceptionally important to the plot. And you would think mm-hmm. a show about Jocelyn trying to stay famous right. would focus on those plots. I think that would be rather important. Um, right. Apparently not. I yeah. look. I've never written a TV show, so what the <laughs> fuck do I know? But that's that's all I'm saying. Um, Tedros slaps Andreas, and Joss fires him. This is like really the first time where we're just like, "Come on, Jocelyn! Like you gotta figure this out. This dude's no right. no good." Um, did you? Is Andreas really like? Is his family really gastrointestinal doctors? <laughs> did you buy that, or was that just like a really good, quick witted excuse on the fly? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Even if it is true, it's like how much of that like knowledge do you absorb? It's just, they, I mean, this just what do they do? Just like take some probiotics? Like I don't know. Like <laughs> how much do you sit around and just talk about like your digestive system? Yeah. It's just, I don't, look, Tedros had a point. Tedros yeah. is like, it's it's not you. You're not the doctor. Get the fuck. Get like get away. <laughs> Which is pretty funny. Um, Tedros and Joss fuck in the changing room, and then yes. um, Tedros masturbates in the changing room. Just really fucking gratuitous and like not needed whatsoever. Like yes. literally doesn't add anything to the show, and we spend like multiple minutes on it. Um, what did you think? Okay, so for me, this this fuck fest was a turning point because oh, fascinating! It it, it showed that Jocelyn still is maintaining her power when she's like don't come in me don't come oh, in me yes and and then she, and then he was like totally ready to like ignore that and so she was just like i'll resolve this situation we're done and he, and so i kind of like i feel like that's this episode three is where we kind of start to see where Jocelyn has not totally relinquished her power like she's still mm. maintaining and holding on and even leveraging it in some ways so, I mean, I think I picked up on that on the second watch after yeah. the finale. But 
again, it's still gratuitous and still he didn't need to masturbate the way that he did. Like he was banging shit around like the clothing <laughs> rack. Is, it's just like, make this a quiet time, dude. Like, yeah, <laughs> take care your, of yourself. This is your time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make it worse than it needs to be. And I'm pretty sure like he wiped his hands on some of the oh, clothes. Like, I, I don't want to know, but like, I, I guess like, I guess you could argue for the fact that like, it does solidify the fact that Tedros is just like fucking scum. Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't really know what else you're supposed to get out of that. Um, last one for episode three, the dinner table scene. So forcing Joss to talk about her mom, relive right. her trauma. Um, incredibly awkward. This is really the moment where this, this underbaked trope of like, we're a family kind of like comes right. into play. Um, I think this is probably the strongest example of that. And like Tedros thinking that he does have that power over Joss. And again, like mm -hmm. the finale where we see Jocelyn basically be like, I played him. Like I, I mm -hmm. knew what I was doing the whole time. Right. I, I never, I never bought that. And we can continue to discuss that as we go through. It took you a second mm -hmm. watch to kind of buy into mm -hmm. that as well. Um, I just like, this scene was, was hard to watch and really upsetting, especially when like, Isaac takes Leia away and like Jocelyn yeah. is very singled out. And um, it, it felt very much like Tedros is just a really, really insensitive person. He just like, doesn't know right. any boundaries. Right. He doesn't know any boundaries. And then I think <clears throat> it's weird. Um, I think Eli Roth references uh, the Nexium cult in a later episode, but it yeah. did feel very much like that where he's trying to break her down. He's trying to get her at like her lowest point so that he can then build her up the way that he wants her. He can mold her. So I think that's what he's doing in this scene. Um, I don't know if it's effective or not. Like <laughs> it's like you said, like she, you, we're sort of like told to believe that she was in control and manipulating him this whole time. But I, I agree with you where it's just like, I don't know that I buy that. I think she kind of like, it, it was more, a little more fluid. It wasn't calculated and, and yeah. things sort of happened and she kind of used them to her advantage as they occurred, but it, it wasn't calculated. I don't think, I don't think she told this story or, you know, shared this trauma with that intention. No. And, I feel like the entire show is built around the fact that like John, everybody is gaslighting Jocelyn. Like she is uh -huh. just not, not like coherent in that right. aspect. Like she's just not smart enough. And so like for us to get to the very end and like the behind the scenes where Lily Rose Depp is like, Jocelyn knew the entire time she's so cold and calculated. And I was just like, I did not fucking get that at all. Like no. that is not what I picked up on in this character. Uh -uh. She's exceptionally fluid and susceptible to heavy emotional states of being. And maybe she found a way to utilize those, but like right. it was not calculated like whatsoever. Yeah. Um, not in my opinion. Anything else for episode three that you want to talk about? Um, no, I don't think so. Do when does Xander wear the shot color? Is that in four? Um, yes, I think that okay. is in four that's a good question i don't know if i wrote that on the notes but i definitely um wrote it down in my other notes but xander does wear a shock collar at some point in time yeah i think it is sometime between three and four um that is a it, scene is, it is episode four it is episode okay. four yeah um it's it's crazy do you want to wait to get into that you want to lead sure. off sure no let, let's let's uh let's start off let's 
let's okay summarize um, episode four stars belong to the world again playing on that idea of like everybody here is a star mike dean setting up shop dude just comes out blazing <laughs> um and goes through the whole house to find dude. acoustics which i thought was hilarious totally have you ever seen anyone smoke out of a bong and a blunt <laughs> like double <laughs> fisting like that like, <laughs> it just it was ridiculous <laughs> again double down D- double down for real like <laughs> when you think this show can't get worse you're just like oh they figured it out they did it <laughs> they they brought him in and like I get it. He's the producer and like fits in this world. And like, I can understand his point, but like when you, when you get to episode six and he's just like talking shit about like, I don't, they don't do shows like this down in Texas, maybe in Atlanta. (laughs) You're just like, what the fuck? Like who wrote this? Who wrote this script? Like, did he pay somebody to like, like give me a line in the finale? I just don't get it. (laughs) My favorite part is when he just pulls out a saxophone out of nowhere. It's just like, that was so funny oh my god that was so funny i just again i just don't get it like how does tedris know him where is that connection like just the club like how the fuck does he have like the poll to just call up this dude and it's just like hey you got two weeks like yeah come on over mike dean just drops his whole fucking schedule and just like yeah let me set up shop and jocelyn like there's that disconnect again like if jocelyn really is the biggest pop star in the world Mm -hmm. i get it like sure. okay cool he'd be he'd be chomping at the bit to work with jocelyn i get mm-hmm. that at no point in time is that conveyed i do no. not understand like i i totally did not you know feel like that was the point um chloe playing for destiny in the pool area getting tips mm-hmm. about her vocals this is scene this was lovely this was so heartfelt and it was wonderful and you're just like destiny knows her shit chloe's gonna yes. be a superstar like that was incredible and so it was in the pool room which you know, 10 minutes later, Mike Dean walked into and was like, this is great house. The acoustics are shit. And like walks out of the pool room and it's like, maybe you're just bad at your job. Like, I don't yeah, know. Um, I, don't know. I, I loved the scene though. So good. So good. And I know we talked about like the cinematography a little bit, but I do love, like there are some shots, like the reflection mm-hmm. of her in the pool. Like there are yeah. some scenes where like the, it is beautiful. Yes. But, and that was one of them. That was one of the few. Yeah, and Ben and I talked about on um, our review of episode one, this is the weekend's real house. And it's like, oh, yeah, that's a pretty nice house. Like, I, I give you credit for that. <laughs> yeah. You got a pretty nice, uh-huh. pretty nice place. Um, mm-hmm. And I guess I don't, maybe my expectations were too high. They definitely weren't. But like, I just feel like, you know, if you have a beautiful location like that to shoot in, you got to make some really, really alluring shots. And yeah. like, we just got them way too few and far between. Um, Tedros doing SM stuff while Joss is recording. This is really, um, again, like we briefly touched on it, exceptionally assaulting to everybody watching it, including us, um, the mm-hmm. audience members. Yeah. And super weird. I don't get why we're doing it. Like she can't even uh. sing. It's bad. Like the singing quality is poor. And this is hilarious because this is about the time when Destiny really inserts herself in this world yes. and is like doing recon and is uh-huh. like, Hi, don't fucking text me. I don't want a paper trail. Call me if you need me. She's like, she's like, bet on God, I got this thing locked down. And I was like, you're it. Like, I just want a whole whole season of her. She's the best. She is the truly the best. Like, honestly, when she infiltrates and just sort of like assimilates into this like environment, it it she's the missing ingredient. Yeah. Yeah. She is. She's so funny. She's great. 
Um, again, really just unnecessary stuff. And like, I just don't understand. I guess when you're looking at a script like this and mm-hmm. you're Lily Rose Depp or The Weeknd or, or anybody else, yeah. I don't know how you like read that and take that and you're like, this is a great idea or like, this is really pivotal to the character development. Mm-hmm. Like, I just don't see that as necessary. I have to assume that it was just like Sam Levinson coming off the heels of Euphoria where they were just like, oh, this dude is like yeah. made this smash hit. Yeah, I'll do whatever he says. I don't know. Maybe Sam Levinson's the real Tedros. Oh, my God. <laughs> Got Hollywood by the balls. Just letting him make whatever he wants to make. Oh, my God. That is spot on. Maybe we're getting like a semi-autobiographical pick in this one here. The idol of Sam Levinson story. Oh, my God. <laughs> Um, okay so I don't want to think about Sam Levinson acting in any of these scenes yikes oh that's nightmare material Um, okay then we get the public outing about Jocelyn her mom she goes on Instagram live she's got all of her friends watching her and she's like I'm you know I have such a traumatic past and I'm not going to let define the future me who I want to be and this was Tedros's idea like you need to come out you need to own it it felt very manipulative. And again, like in this yes. moment does not feel like Jocelyn is being calculated and is like, okay, if I do this, then I can get where I want to go. It, it entirely feels like Tedros is yeah. completely guiding her. This is what I want to talk about is this abuse story. Mm-hmm. And is it true? The, the scenes with the hairbrush and like the way I don't want to jump to the finale Go ahead. But Go I mean, it. you know, the, it, they allude to the fact that like, wait, is that the same hairbrush? You look brand new. Yeah. Like, I don't think. We and talk- again, I, I will just hold on to your thought because it's an exceptionally euphoria type ending. Season two ended in the same manner where all we get from like Rue and, and yeah. her partner is like a smile. And you're just like. What the fuck does that mean? And it's like Sam Levinson thinks he's being smart by like leading us to believe whatever we want to believe. But like it just Mm -hmm. doesn't work, in my opinion. It it totally fell flat. Well, I mean, the hairbrush, like they burn the hairbrush and then it pops back up later in the episode. And then the scene where Xander is wearing the shock collar. Mm -hmm. And he, okay, Tedros tells Jocelyn, you tell me when he's lying. And so Xander is saying all these things and Jocelyn is like, he's lying. You're full of shit. Why are you lying straight to my face? And he gets to this point and he gets so upset and he's like, you are worse than your mom. You lying, manipulative you. And so it makes me wonder, like, is she, like that scene, like makes me do feel like, okay, what the fuck is she playing here? Yeah. Because I do think there was probably some sort of abusive history, but it's, did she exaggerate it? Like, because it, it does seem like from yeah. Xander's point of view that she is in control of everyone and manipulating everyone because he called her out while he's being tortured. So, yeah, I don't again, but it's a thing where it's just like, if that's what's going on, we need more. Like, there's yeah. not enough to, like, make that make sense. We Yeah, we need more context. We need more mm-hmm. backstory to it. And if she is exaggerating, we need to be able to discern, I think is a very important part of this character. 
Because if we can't discern if she's exaggerating or if she is indeed telling the full truth, then how do we know her as as a character? Like, how do we know the lengths that she's willing to go to be famous or the lengths she's willing to go to be successful? Because if we understand that she's exaggerating, which could very well be a possibility. Yeah. Then we have a better idea of like, oh, man, like Jocelyn is is definitely a little messed up herself. She is definitely fucked Mm -hmm. up. And maybe that's part of the reason she's drawn to the energy of Tedros. They're two pretty um, fucked up people that find each other and find each other um, magnetic. And so I could see that playing into it, but I don't know because we are led to believe that she is um, not not very knowledgeable, not very smart in these situations, not powerful. She is totally downplaying everything. Um, So I think if if we were told more information, I think it could have been played a lot smarter in that in that scene. Yeah. Um, you mentioned Xander getting the shot collar. Mm-hmm. Just brutal, honestly. So brutal. So brutal. Unbelievable that I just, like, shot collar use on people, that's kind of where I draw the line of, like, <laughs> we got it. you gotta be in rated R, like, movie territory. I know it's HBO, but, like, uh-huh. you gotta, that's, that's special. That's for the big screen. That's silver <laughs> screen stuff. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. not, not for my computer monitor, so, mm. I mean, it was a lot. It was really intense. And then this episode ends in kind of a kind of a, a penultimate episode fashion where Jocelyn's ex comes over, mm-hmm. Rob. Right. They have sex. Xander is put up to the task by Tedros to mm-hmm. basically frame <clears throat> Rob um, and get him to take a picture with somebody that's at the party. Mm-hmm. And later in episode episode five, then accuse him of rape and basically have his career torn out from under him. And that this is where Tedros kind of like gets his nut off apparently of like, uh-huh. just like really tearing people down. Um, I think the, the biggest miss for me is the shift in Jocelyn's point of view with Tedros. Mm-hmm. Right. When, when she finds out that Diane, which we haven't talked about is a pretty mm-hmm. minor part of the show. Yeah. Diane was, was, basically used to pull Jocelyn to the club and Tedros then just happened to have sex with Jocelyn, even though he was with Diane. Right. That's where Jocelyn like switch off, switches teams apparently. Like, right. Yes. And like calls Rob and is like, I'm done with Tedros. Mm-hmm. I can understand that. It's not very clear that that is like a switching point for Jocelyn in my point of view. Uh-huh. And it comes very abruptly in episode five and yeah. it seemed really rushed. It did seem rushed. Um, it did happen really quickly. Um, I did like. It was the turning point, though, because of the first couple of episodes where you and I, we t- we've talked like it's like back and forth. Like, is she manipulating? Is she yeah. not? Is she going along with him or is she in control? And so mm-hmm. I think that that scene. With Diane, we see the switch immediately and we know, okay, she's in the driver's seat now. She is no Mm. longer being eaten out in the backseat. She is behind (laughs) the wheel. She is in control of this car right now. So it did happen fast, but I kind of like that once it did happen, then it it felt like, okay, now I kind of, it's, it's coming together a little bit more for me where it's just like, she's, she's not as dumb as I thought. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I can see that. I guess maybe from my point of view, like I just didn't, I didn't want that to happen. Like I was just far more yeah. interested in like 
Tedros running a cult, I guess, like out of the two possibilities of like Jocelyn stardom or Tedros running a cult and possibly going to prison. Like I was far more interested in that. And, and I think that's part of the reason why I found episode five, probably the most intriguing out of all the episodes is because we confront a lot of those ideas of Tedros and like his past and what's coming of that. Um, and so that switch, I was just like, ah, not, not the story. Like I was interested in like good for Joss, but yeah, for me, um, so episode five, Jocelyn forever telling Tedros to leave the studio, just like re- hardcore. Get the fuck out of my studio. Good for you. I don't care. Like leave. <laughs> did you like this power switch from Jocelyn? Did you like how she was kind of talking to Tedros? I did like it um, a little bit more on the second viewing. And yeah. I noticed that I think my favorite part is uh, the morning after he he's just like, distressed he is upset and he he's smoking her a little capri i know (laughs) virginia slim six just like worried and like oh jocelyn's gonna break up with me it's just like the skinny little six like that's my favorite part so ridiculous i'm hair he's no more rat tail the rat tail is gone he's no time to braid his hair when his relationship's (laughs) falling apart dude's preoccupied on so many levels can't Uh care about the rat tail uh yeah i think it was it was pretty harsh um and didn't really didn't like like i said didn't really work for me but i did enjoy seeing tedros you know aka the weekend uh just really getting torn apart on screen just really getting laid into Finkelstein and company meets Tedros's crew and we get the show. <laughs> this is just some elite stuff from Eli Roth. Um, just busting out the <laughs> fucking one-liners of like, you know, Kanye was great until he decided to follow Adolf Hitler and like just busting out crazy shit where, and also like Tedros tries to get a girl to be like, meet me upstairs and like, come, like come over for a good time. Uh-huh. And he's like, She's like, are you sure you want water? He's like, it's 1 p.m. in the afternoon. I'm good with water. I was like, that's my guy. (laughs) I mean, is there anyone that can deliver a better line than Eli Roth? No, not at all. (laughs) And I just love how, like, who can we cast to show what pieces of shit assholes are running Hollywood in the music scene? I've got the guy. (laughs) I know who to call. (laughs) I know who to call. And he killed it. He did. He, imagine, he crushed it. Can you imagine any other work setting where you're just like, uh, I have to go change my shorts. <laughs> like, Dude's like, I wish I brought another pair of shorts. <laughs> I thought that was, he was, he was throwing 101 in this yeah. episode. Like he was, he was by far and away the, the best part. Um, so he was, good. he was having a little fun at Nikki's expense of uh-huh. like, you know, dusting off some cobwebs over there when Nikki, <laughs> when Isaac was riding a dry humping Nikki, which is pretty funny. Um, I- I like Who his crew. wouldn't want to be dry humped by Isaac, though? I mean, it's a little unfair to give her so much shit because we That's all fair. would want to be in that position. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I know she liked it. So I think we're yeah. all in agreement on that one. Uh, yeah, I like this, you know, I, and I think it's interesting, too. Like, again, you just get a really good dynamic of Finkelstein and company. Like you get yeah. time and destiny having like their kind of subplot. You get Nikki mm-hmm. with Tedros, like having a subplot with him, which. Right. Another little wrinkle that I don't think works at all, but I think is very interesting of like, does she, is she, is she trying to use Tedros to get to the talent? Like what's her plan? Um, and all that, because we can, we've seen Nikki can wheel and deal and has no problem busting balls with people. Right. And like, then, yeah, then these people carry guns. <laughs> dude, <laughs> all Han's got to do is be like gun, gun. Yeah. And like, and destiny checks if it's loaded and then hands it to him. Yeah. True bro. Honestly. Ready for anything. 
<laughs> and so I think we get some interesting stuff. Again, I'll stand by the fact that like I would much rather have like a show titled, you know, what Magistrate Records, and we could get a, a show about that. Um, Little Red Riding Story uh, by Heim. Right. Incredible stuff. And as soon as that ended, I was like, this is the best. That was the single best part of the show. Okay. I love it. You're calling I loved it. it. Yeah. yeah. That's it. That yeah. I'm calling it a couple early. That was my true cinema moment of the whole <laughs> show because I, because like Hank Azira is so funny in this role and he's uh-huh. so, um, he's, he's great in this role to be honest. Like I think it just fits him really well. And when he tells that story to Tedros, it just like, it did somewhat feel like a sweet moment where you're just like, right. Cool. Tedros had it coming. It was uh-huh. coming to him. And now we're hearing Haim literally describe the fact that like, he's going to, cut Tedros open from the outside and then drop rocks in him and just yeah. like fuck him up. And, uh-huh. and, um, and, and, you know, even better, like under the guise of like, I told that to my five-year-old daughter and she asked if I was scared. And I was like, no, because I'm the hunter. And I was just like, let's fucking go. I thought it was great. <laughs> I love it. And the whole like showcase scene with everyone in the same room, there's so much happening at the same time, all on top of each other. Really interesting to watch, but it, Leading into the scene with Haim and talking about Little Red Riding Hood, it shows how everyone there thinks they're the one in charge. Yeah. Like, and ultimately, like, we see they are not. <laughs> yeah, which is an interesting point to call out, because even in this situation, Finkelstein, Finkelstein is not mm-hmm. in charge. It's Jocelyn who ends up right. having the power over him and, and making him beg for a different pair of shorts. And so... I I think that is interesting. I do, like I said, I guess I just think the idea and the theory of this is better than the execution of it all. Yes, um, yes. Two more things to call out. Leah leaves a note for Joss on the bed. She packs her bags and goes, what did the note say? Because that's the last time we see Leah. What do you think mm-hmm. it said? I don't know. I don't know. The whole time, Leah is all of us. We are. She is the only one that yes. sees how Leah fucked up all us. of this shit is. And is willing to call it out. She's worried about the teak wood. She's, oh my God. <laughs> she, it's teak. It, it, it can stain, you know, <laughs> she's like, there's parties every night. And I'm just trying to keep it together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She is all of us. So without her in that world, it really just kind of turns to shit because she's the only one that can see how f- depraved and diabolical mm-hmm. everyone is. Yeah. I'm curious if in that letter, she, comes truthful to Joss and is like Mm -hmm. Tedros is a piece of shit you made a really bad decision you've lost a friend because of it or if she you know more sugar coats and is just like look this isn't for me anymore like I wish you the best in your industry like career like whatever the case is um then we get hit go ahead well maybe maybe Leia recognizes Joss for being the manipulator interesting maybe she's just like i don't want to be part of your power play games anymore like take it all the best i'm Mm. i don't i'll go start my own makeup line somewhere else god r.i.p her makeup line god (laughs) i wanted it to work so bad for her i was like you deserve this girl and i know (laughs) she she really is all of us like let's be honest she she's our connection point the last thing here we get the six weeks later Okay. Vanity Fair article has come out, um, which, by the way, um, the actress who who plays that 
um, Vanity Fair. Yeah, that journalist uh-huh. is incredible. Harry Neff. So she's good. supposed to be in Barbie as well, which I'm very excited <gasps> yes. for. Yes. She is so good in this role. And like, I just love that. I thought it was great. She did not get nearly enough screen time. No. Um, but the article comes out, crushes Tedros. He loses his club. Um, then we then we get that we get several minutes of like Hyman Company just shitting on Tedros and just like yeah. we ripped him a new asshole and like mm-hmm. he's dead and we finally got him away from us. I don't know what option B was that Heim Heim was like oh cool like we get option B yeah. in the car right and he's like because Tedros ripped up the five hundred thousand dollar check and was like Jocelyn costs a lot more than that yeah and he's like okay cool like we get to do option B and I like option B a lot better. I thought I just, he was dead. Yeah, I thought I thought either he offed him and like took Destiny's advice or, you know, I guess in this case it was calling the Vanity Fair reporter and was like, turn your turn your story to Tedros. Don't make it about Joss. Right. Uh-huh. Um, Joss invites him backstage prior to the show. We get the that like winking nod of maybe all this traumatic story is made up. Um, she says that he is the love of her life on stage and makes out with him and Finkelstein and co are losing their goddamn minds. Right. And that's pretty much how it ends. And like in the behind the scenes, right. We, we find out, you know, Jocelyn used him and was in control the whole time. And like, that's really where the power play was. I thought it was abhorrent. I thought it was very terrible. (laughs) It was, it just did not work on any single level for me. It, it, it was a failure. <laughs> I see. This is the thing, though. If in if it was in the hands of somebody else, would I still feel this way? And I don't know oh, because sure. I do think the 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 bones are there to make for an interesting story. Like I love the shift of power in such a a, a big way. Um, yeah, because like he's stripped of everything. He's at his rock bottom. He has. No money, no club, no future. Like he, he's blacklisted. His real name and his fake name are <laughs> like, gone. He needs he needs a new double first and last name. He can't yeah. be Tedros Tedros anymore. <laughs> Tedros Tedros. So let me ask you then: this very last play that Jocelyn does, this power play of like, mm-hmm. go stand over there, go stand in the corner. I love it. I like the power play. I like the idea. I uh-huh. get it. What do, what benefit does Jocelyn now get out of Tedros? Is it purely yeah. a power situation where she's like, cool, I can boss somebody around? Mm-hmm. Or like, is there is there more that I'm missing that she's getting out of this? Okay. When she delivers that line, it's like, go stand over there. Mm-hmm. He says something similar to her in, when he's torturing Xander. When they, when Xander has the shock collar on, he pulls her and he's like, you just tell me when he's lying. Now go sit over there. And so uh-huh. I do like, we get to see the other side of that where she, like she's in charge. But the other thing, so we've talked about it a little bit where he tells everyone that they're a star. Everyone around her keeps telling her that she's human. Like she's grieving right. this loss of her mom. She's having these really like emotional moments these highs and lows and people are just like you're human you're having a human moment and tedros is the only person that's telling her that she's a star and that's what she wants to be she wants to be otherworldly she wants to be uh and 
I mean, she, what did they say? She was talking about space and aliens and shit. That's where she wants to be. She's yeah. not of this world. And so I think that is the draw for her also is that he's the only one that likes kind of recognizes that in her. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. I, I, I see it. Didn't materialize for me, but I see it. Um, so I said, I said my true cinema moment. It's a little Red Riding Hood story by uh, Chaim. What's your true cinema moment for the for the whole season of The Idol? I really had it, to scrounge for mine, to be honest. Like it was not even. I yeah. it wasn't like ah, gosh, I have to pick between so many. It was like mm-hmm. there's there's only one in my books. Like it wasn't. You know what I mean? Like yeah, it's a tough show it to is. pick a true cinema moment for. It is really tough. Mine probably is when they're the the family song around the piano. Yeah, that's post, good. Post fuck fest. <laughs> post fuck fest. Post pre fu- pre uh, second fuck fest. <laughs> All right. Well, and this girl also like she has lost her mom. She doesn't have family, and so I think that's probably something else that Tedros offers. Like he's kind of given her this right this crew this support system. So I don't know. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, okay. Let's do our A1 acts. We've right. kind of broke down the idol. Um, we've got two A1 acts to do. We're going to start mm-hmm. with one season TV shows because this okay. is now officially a one season TV show. HBO has come mm-hmm. out and said, um, at least as far as we know right now, there is no plans for a second season. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even know how, like what they would do for a second season. Like, I just don't, Yeah. I don't know. Like if there was a second season, I guess we're focused on, on, you know, the flip side, right? Joss and power of Tedros right. and, figuring out how that impacts her career. Maybe that mm-hmm. could be interesting. But as of now, this is a one season TV show. So I've got a short list here of right. shows that only existed for one single season. Mm-hmm. Um, feel free to pull a Ben, you know, go off list, do whatever you want to okay. do. I, I don't know how prepped you are, but <laughs> we'll, we'll run through this list. Okay. So we've got um, the, the very popular freaks and geeks, my so-called life, firefly, undeclared flash forward, almost human selfie, Grinder, The Get Down, Everything Sucks, Sharp Objects, Watchmen, uh, another HBO show, I believe. So good. Um, yeah. Normal People, which I just started the other day and is so fantastic. High Fidelity, The Queen's Gambit, Devs, Mar of Easttown, and The Society. Those are the very, very popular ones that I found okay. um, out there in the world. Ashley, what are you, you going to pick for your A1 Act? All right, I'm not going to pull a Ben. I think you've compiled an excellent list, and I can't. Wow, think I've of never heard that before on, on this there. show, and that feels so good. It feels so good to be told I did a good job. Yeah, there's so many good ones. I mean, Freaks and Geeks is probably like my ultimate favorite, but Flash Forward is an old Disney Channel show that I completely forgotten about. Okay, with um, Ben Foster. Isn't wow. it? Yeah. He he plays one of those like zany kooky kids, sort of like <laughs> a la <laughs> even Stevens, but he's so Love good. Even um but I think out of this list, and uh, and because you know, our girl Destiny, I'm gonna choose high fidelity. Great call. Zoe Kravitz, so good. The ensemble cast, incredible. It should have been more. Mm-hmm. I've heard it's very, very good. Yeah. Um I'm I'm glad you chose that, and I'm even more glad that you said I put together a good list. That's so meaningful. Um, I'm actually going to pull a Ben and I figured I'd I'd, I'd pull, replace him this week in in Uh his shoes. Um, I'm going to go with a show. It is technically a T a mini series put out by Netflix. So I, it, Mm -hmm. it it was designed to be one season, but it still qualifies because it literally was only one season. Um, 
It's called Maniac. And if if oh. you I, I don't think a lot of people have watched it or heard about it. It came out in 2018. I will read the Jonah tagline. Hill? Jonah Hill, okay. Emma Stone. Right. I will read the tagline very quickly. It says, okay. um, two, two strangers are drawn to a mysterious pharmaceutical trial for a drug that they're assured will, with no complications or side effects whatsoever, permanently solve all of their problems. Things do not go as planned. Very fascinating show that like every single episode is a different reality. And so in this age of like alternate timelines and realities and all of these movies tackling this, I highly recommend Maniac. I I have not checked to see if it's still on Netflix with the, you know, the digital purges that we've been having of late. But if it is, I think it's only like five or six episodes and it is just phenomenal. I love it. I think it's great. Um, Highly recommend. Um, Okay. Musicians as actors. Okay. Obviously, we've got The weekend as Tedros. Right. Prob- probably not going to be our pick for this one. Well. <laughs> to be honest with you. Probably well. not going to be our pick. There's a lot of really good musicians turned actors and actresses. The list is quite long. I will quickly blow through all of these. Um, okay. If you're, if you're listening, you can try to keep up with me and figure out maybe what they uh, would have starred in um, or, you know, the music they, they made prior. Bette Midler. Bing Crosby, Elvis Presley. We're starting off with the big, the the, the heavy hitters, sir. <laughs> yeah. um, Chris Christopherson, Madonna, Cher, Beyonce, Barbara Streisand, Dolly Parton, Mandy Moore, Lady Gaga, Frank Sinatra, Queen Latifah, Mark Wahlberg, uh, Jennifer Lopez, Harry Connick Jr., Ice Cube, David Bowie, Jennifer Hudson, Ice T, Ludacris, Will Smith, Mariah Carey, Tim McGraw, Harry Styles. Okay. He's an actor. Um, Idris Elba, which apparently he was a I DJ did. in London named Big oh, Driss, which okay. is just incredible. Okay. <laughs> I want to put that on a list just for that reason. Um, Rihanna and Justin Timberlake, uh, who, who stars in a great movie uh, shot by Roger Deakins, actually called In Time. If you haven't seen a great movie, oh, In Time is very good. Amanda Seyfried? <laughs> Amanda Seyfried, yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Where like, their, their, their clock is like, time that's their money and so uh-huh. like when their clock the, on oh, their wrist expires yeah, yeah, they yeah. die and there's a okay. very important scene in that movie where they gamble and he gambles all of his time left oh, and he fucking God. wins and it's incredible <laughs> um great movie okay. some re- like i said some really heavy hitters on this list obviously you know Elvis presley dolly uh-huh. parton uh-huh. huge huge people uh i am gonna go oh, gosh idris elba's hard not to go with because his name was big driss big and like he is he's a wonderful actor. I would go with Mark Wahlberg, as listeners of the pod know. You probably know Ashley. Any chance that I can pick Boogie Nights, it's gonna happen. Boogie Nights would not have happened without uh-huh. Mark Wahlberg. Dirk Diggler so would good. not exist. So that's that's like my heart pick, but I also want to throw Lady Gaga in the ring because mm. I think she's great. I'm personally excited for Joker so too. Where where do you land on Joker, Ashley? I have not seen it. Oh my god. You haven't seen it? It doesn't. I know it you. Pre- you probably like... get you get spoon fed anti Joker propaganda on the daily <laughs> from Ben. <laughs> it's just like it just seems like it's not for me. I think maybe that's fair. Look, that's fair. I respect that. It's it's I, it's easier not, to hear than Ben shitting on it. So I I'm not mind. the target audience. So it's like. <laughs> I don't know. But honestly, getting Lady Gaga in the mix is just like shit. Do I need to watch this now? Like, got to Joker two. Know. It's coming. <laughs> Who are you going to go with? Who are you picking for right, your right. A1 act? Again, you've got a really good list here. Um, 
I don't see LL Cool J. <laughs> Great call. I did leave LL Cool J off the list. You're pulling a Ben. <laughs> Deep Blue Sea is really incredible. But like, it's so hard. Cher, have you seen The Mask? Her performance. Oh, wow. Sam Elliott is there. It's a great movie. And I don't know if she won an Oscar for it, but I feel like she may have even been nominated. Okay. A classic. But honestly, I I didn't know how you felt about Mark Wahlberg, but that was going to be my pick because. Love it. Again, this movie or the idol gave me like flavors of fear, which is one yeah. of my favorite thrillers of the 90s. Favorite thriller ever, maybe. So good. Uh, Rockstar, which is like I got a taste of Rockstar yeah. in the idol a little bit too. So I, I think I got to pick Mark Wahlberg. I love it. We're agreed yeah. upon. This is incredible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Got to have you on the pod every week. I feel okay. so good. This is incredible. <laughs> oh, Marky Mark, good stuff. Uh, okay, a twenty-four ranking for the idol. Um, ben and I ranked the very first episode. I believe that Ben gave it an F. I gave it a D minus. I think. Okay. All right. What what is going to be your A twenty four ranking for the idol? You can plus minus. You got A through F. Whatever you want yeah. to do. Well, let's see. Because of all the egregious sex scenes, I feel like <laughs> I should be somewhere in the D. But I'm going to like bump it up to a C minus because I do think that there are bones there that could have made. Th- the potential, I guess, the potential of what mm-hmm. it could have been would maybe make me rank it to a C minus, but <laughs> I don't know. It's <laughs> You're going to live with that? that You're okay with generous. that going out on social media? That feels generous. <laughs> oh, God. I don't know. You're I'm, the new okay. score right here. This is the this is the, the Ashley Hutchins score. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. C minus. Yeah. C minus. Stick with it. I respect yeah. that. All you right. Gotta, you got to stick to your guns. Um. Okay, I like that a lot, and that's very cool. I am, I am going to <laughs> I'm gonna gonna take a hard F twenty four on this one for me. I want I I very much like you. I think there's bones there. I think there's ideas there. I think yeah. there's some really fun stuff with Chloe and Destiny and Heim and and the supporting actors and and I I like that side. The show. Just doesn't work pretty much on any level yeah. for me. It, it is exceptionally gratuitous when it comes to sex scenes that really hold very, very minimal value in terms of character development. Um, I, I, I thought Lily Rose Depp was good. I, I guess like just in the circumstances, it's hard for me to pluck her out and be like, she was phenomenal in this really yeah. dog shit show. Like that's hard oh. for me. The yeah. weekend is a bad actor. He needs to figure out how to say carte, carte blanche. <laughs> um, and like, I don't know. There just like wasn't enough good things to out to really outweigh it. Um, I w- I would not recommend you know spending five hours to watch The Idol. That's a personal yeah. preference. Again, like you can watch a couple really really good movies, a couple five star mm-hmm. bangers in instead of The Idol. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you know it's I think it's a miss for a twenty four. But again, I do think that it bolsters their their kind of business library, if you will, sure. like. A24 is still the bad girl. They're still like the, the bad boy, the bad girl of world class dis- center. Yeah. They're the world class center of the distribution industry. They're a freak. Yeah. They're a freak. <laughs> yes, they are. Love A24. <laughs> Love it so much. Do you have any other thoughts on the idol? Uh, any closing ideas, thoughts, anything you want to say? Your time on the pod is your time to shine, Ashley. Well, you're making me feel reconsider my rating. I feel like no, I should. No, no. It's been engraved. You can't change it. <laughs> Here, the thing. Okay. The support cast. Let's. Let's. 
they bumped it up for me as well. That's so, fair. I, and yeah. I have a question, Ethan. Have you ever seen Showgirls? No, I haven't seen Showgirls. It's on okay. my list, but I, it's on my watch list. Well, if you hated this this much, I don't know if you would oh, like no. Showgirls. <laughs> but, oh, no. But I think if... I think that's also probably where my appreciation for this comes from. Like, it's not good, but it, it there's still something that, again, it's like the junk food. It's like sure. the double, double the, you know, it's just like, <laughs> oh, this is gross. I don't like this. Why am I here? But like, there's still some kind of draw. There's, that's there's still something there. Yeah. No. It's like a car crash. You just can't look away. I yeah. get it. Um, okay. Respect. I, I okay. appreciate that. Uh, Ashley. Thanks for coming on the pod. Thanks for Thanks. filling in Ben's place. I know Ben just couldn't even stomach it to talk about this. He could barely <laughs> stomach it to talk about it last time we talked about it. So yeah. there was no way he was coming on for round two. Um, he just he just berated me in text messages constantly of like, <laughs> I can't believe you're making me watch The Idol. I can't believe I'm doing this for the pod. I can't believe the shit you make me do for the show. Um, so maybe, you know, you and Ben and, and listeners might be happy to hear next week on the pod. We're talking a uh, uh, change in speed. We're talking about Kelly Reichert's newest film, Showing Up, Michelle Williams, Hong Chow. Uh, very exciting stuff. We covered First Cow uh, a while back, which Ben and I both had a pretty good time with. So another Kelly Reichert. Then the week after that, it's episode 100. The triple, the triple digit, the first one. Oh, Big celebration. That's going to be time. fun stuff. Can't say what it is quite yet. Going to be a lot of, lot of fun. Um, it won't just be me and Ben. It'll be be some other people too so it'll be pretty exciting Um, stay tuned for that for sure yeah yeah stay tuned so big celebration for episode 100 kelly record showing up next week um and now we never have to talk about the idol again so we all win it's a big big win you don't win as much i guess but (laughs) i win i feel good (laughs) um yeah what are your thoughts on the idol let us know on twitter or instagram um we are at 24 minutes of a 24 um, at least until, you know, Twitter, Twitter disintegrates. Um, oh, and then maybe, yeah. maybe we'll be on threads. Who knows what will happen in the future. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel, um, on YouTube where you can, uh, actually watch our, our beautiful faces. You can see Ashley. Would you can see what Ashley looks like for the very first time on the show? Um, yeah. Say hi to everybody on YouTube. Um, and you can watch us break down these movies. Um, this was a blast, Ashley. Thanks it for coming so on the show. Fun. It was so fun. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Uh, once again, I'm Ashley Hutchins. And I'm Ethan Simmy. Spring break forever, bitches. Bye, sluts. <laughs> Sorry, do you get the last word? See you later, out? sluts. <laughs> <laughs>